We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, everybody. Today is a good news episode, and I've got nothing but good news to share with you. Everywhere I go, I get somebody to try to tell me that the Black Lives Matter movement hasn't really accomplished anything. And they don't necessarily mean any harm by it. But as I'm sure you've noticed, the media rarely reports good news, particularly good news about black people from black people. So when the movement has a victory or a breakthrough, that story rarely gets told. And the Black Lives Matter movement has actually had hundreds of victories. And today I'm going to teach you about how the Black Lives Matter movement helped pass some major legislation in California that has really changed the game this week and how they are actually sponsoring a brand new bill that I think is going to impact police brutality in a major way. And I want all of us to get behind it. Let's dig in. I've got two good news stories plus an action step for us at the end. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. Are you familiar with the story of Oscar Grant? Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan did a beautiful, painful movie about his life and death called Fruitvale Station. And I'd strongly encourage you to watch it because 10 years ago, on New Year's Day of 2009, police in Oakland, California targeted, harassed, then wrongly arrested, then assaulted, then shot and killed Oscar Grant who was a completely innocent, unarmed, nonviolent young man. He was a beautiful soul, and some of his murder and his assault and harassment that took place, some of it was filmed, and it was really one of the first incidents in the country where we had police brutality filmed with cell phones, and cell phone cameras were really new back in 2009. But in addition to those cell phone camera videos, Hundreds of people witnessed it because the train that he was on that day, the BART train there in Oakland, was crowded. So all types of people saw it. And because California had some of the shadiest laws in the nation that protect the records of horrible police officers, that keep all the documentation of their misconduct sealed from public view, for 10 years, virtually all the records on this case, the Oscar Grant case, and on tens of thousands of cases all over California, all of the cases that are about police misconduct, they've all been sealed. So in 2017 and 2018, activists and organizers and families who've been impacted by police violence, they all came together to craft a law that would finally unseal the records of police misconduct. That bill, SB 1421, and that SB, I'm going to break this down just a little bit, because you're going to hear me talk about SB and things like that more often. SB stands for Senate bill. That bill, SB 1421, was signed into law last year on September 30th. And we're just now really starting to experience the impact of it. 
And that's normal. When laws like this pass, it takes a while sometimes for us to experience the implementation and benefit of those laws. But just a few days ago, because of this law, SB 1421, and because 30 different media organizations in California all came together to review and analyze and report on these records that are now public, we now have the first full report of what really happened to Oscar Grant. And the report is just so damning and so ugly. It shows, just as everybody said, that Oscar never did anything wrong. How it wasn't just the officer who murdered Oscar, but several officers who lied and were all brutal in their own right. And it shows how all of them really worked together in a way that ultimately contributed to Oscar's death. And the documents showed how local police went out of their way to conceal what they did. Not just the officers who were involved, but other officers in the department, their PR arm of the department. And it's a huge deal because all over the country, we found that police have put in place a million little rules and policies to protect themselves from ever being held responsible. In this law, SB 1421, this law in California really tore down one of the biggest hedges of protection for corrupt and brutal police. And the Black Lives Matter movement had everything to do with it passing, which leads me to my second story. The, 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 the breakdown. Having already helped to pass one new law in California, the Black Lives Matter movement, again in partnership with dozens of organizations and scores of families impacted by police violence, the Black Lives Matter movement is preparing to pass a brand new law in California. And I think this new bill is an absolute game changer. This bill is AB 392. Now that AB stands for Assembly Bill. So Assembly Bill 392, also called the California Act to Save Lives, is so simple, but so smart. And its primary author is Dr. Shirley Weber, a super progressive California assemblywoman out of San Diego. And what the bill does, if you've listened to episodes 12, 13, and 14 of The Breakdown, you'll know what I'm talking about here. And if you haven't heard those three episodes, 12, 13, and 14, I'd strongly urge that you go back and listen to me break down the Supreme Court cases that basically make police brutality legal in the United States. Well, in this new bill, which just passed through the Public Safety Committee on a 5-2 vote, this new bill changes California law from allowing police to use lethal force when force is quote-unquote reasonable. The word in the current law is reasonable. The new law would change that word reasonable, which is such a nebulous word, to necessary. So instead of police being able to use force when reasonable, they would only be allowed to use lethal force when absolutely necessary, which means it now, if this law became uh, the standard for the state, this law would mean that lethal force would have to be the last resort. And the bill even unpacks how all other options will have to be exhausted before lethal force is used. And see, here's the thing. We know that police can do this when they want to, 
because it's what they already do when they apprehend white mass shooters and white mass murderers every single day without shooting them, without killing them, without choking them to death or tasering them to death. I mean, think about it for a moment. Have you ever heard of police tasering a mass shooter to death or choking a mass shooter to death? It just doesn't happen. Do you know why? Because those police found a way to use the least amount of force necessary to affect an arrest in those cases. In effect, when police have to arrest a white mass shooter or white mass murderer, police go ahead and put this new law, basically put it into effect on themselves. And partly because of how large California is, California has more people killed by police than any other state. But it's not just because the state is large. Police in California kill people at a 37% higher rate than the national average. Police in Kern County, California, actually kill people at a higher rate than any other county in the nation. And the United States has over 3,000 counties. And in California, guess who the unarmed people are that police kill every single day? Over 75% of unarmed people killed by police in California are men and women of color, which is wildly disproportionate to their actual ratio of residents in the state. Now, skeptics look at this bill and say, man, that's not going to solve police brutality. And I get that. You're right. No single bill, no single individual solution or law is going to make police brutality disappear in one fell swoop, because that's not how change works. Change happens piece by piece, law by law. These systems are amazingly complex. There are hundreds of issues going on at the same time, and we just have to address them issue by issue. And this bill is going to make it much easier to charge police with murder when they don't use the same restraint with everyday people of color that they use with white mass murderers every single day. This law is going to force police to use what we call the use of force continuum. And the use of force continuum, it's, it's a policy that many departments have already instituted. It means that before police escalate to option 10, which is shooting someone in the back or shooting someone in the head, they have to show how they first went through all of their other options before they got to the 10th and final option. How did they try to de-escalate the situation? How did they try to use non-lethal force? How did they consider waiting and calling in mental health experts? What other options did you use before lethal force was necessary? And that's what this law does it puts a necessary standard in place. And for the thousands of families in California whose loved ones were killed by police, this law could have saved their loved one's life. So here's the deal. The team at The Breakdown, the team at The North Star, we want all of you to join with us and officially commit to help get this law passed in California 
which leads me to our action steps for today. Today we have two very simple steps, and this is just getting us started on getting AB392 passed. The first is just a bit of homework. All I want you to do is Google the letters AB, AB space 392 California, AB 392 California, and start educating yourself on the bill. Read the bill if you have a minute. It's very short. Read the bill, understand it. Read a few of the news articles about the bill. Watch some of the videos of the families who've already fought for it to even help get it to this point. And I just want you to deepen your knowledge on the bill itself because we're going to dig in and we're going to help get this passed, all right? And this leads me to our second action item for today. Our second action step is simple. There are just two people that I want you to follow on social media. The first is California Assemblywoman Shirley Weber. And the quickest way to make that happen is for you to just Google her name. But Google this entire title. California Assemblywoman Shirley Weber, actually, not Weber, Weber. But it's spelled W-E-B-E-R, not two Bs, just one. California Assemblywoman Shirley Weber. Just Google her name and follow her on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram because she's going to really be leading the way on this, and we want to support her and let her know that we have her back. We will embed uh, her handles and stuff uh, in the show notes of this, and we'll also make sure that the Breakdown Twitter account tweets them out as well. Secondly, I want you to follow Black Lives Matter Los Angeles on Twitter, and that's an easy one to follow, okay? So on Twitter, just follow BLMLA, BLMLA on Twitter, because they're going to be a real force behind this bill as well. And I just want you to see what they're doing locally, particularly for any of you that are in California. They'll be tweeting out opportunities for you to really support the bill. All right. So follow BLMLA on Twitter and Google the name uh, California Assemblywoman Shirley Weber. And when you do it, just Google her name and Twitter. Google her name and Facebook. Google her name and Instagram and all those handles will come right up. All right. Let's do this. Let's start getting ready. Let's put our words to action. Let's make this thing a law. Thank you all for making it all the way through this good news episode of The Breakdown. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday, breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any podcast app. We're on all of them. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. Post about it on social media and invite your crew to listen to what we're doing. Our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers, and we just won't get there without you. Have you left a review yet? On Apple Podcasts, we now have over 5,000 five-star reviews, which is amazing. But we're aiming for 10,000 so we still want to hear from you. So please leave your best review when you get some time. Of course, thank you to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love and appreciate each of you very much. Now, if you love this podcast and you want to support our work or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community. You can do that today at the Northstar.com. There we not only have all of our podcasts, 
but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.